We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Back in February, when we started the North Star, we announced that we were starting it not just to change the news, but to change the world. And that's what this podcast is about as well. And we have had now over 20 different action steps on so many different issues. And back on episode number 89, I told you about the felony murder rule and how five children were being charged outside of Chicago with a murder that they didn't commit. And in great part because of so many of you who made thousands of phone calls and sent thousands of emails, they have now dropped those murder charges. And today I want to do a bit of a tutorial on how that happened and what went well on our part. And I want to give you all some specific instructions on how we can keep doing that work. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. Back on episode 89, which was just in early September, I told you about this horrible story outside of Chicago where a group of six children, six young teenagers of high school age, went to a suburb outside of Chicago in Lake County and prepared to steal a car. And we believe they were going to steal it, not because they were taking it to some Uh, chop shop like you see in the movies, but they were going to take it for a joyride. And that's something that kids often do. And I'm not here to defend it, but it is comparatively a harmless crime. They, they had no intention on ever seeing the owner of the car, touching the owner of the car, causing that owner any physical harm. But when the owner saw them, he came out of his house and the kids ran for it. And he began shooting at the kids and he shot and killed one of the kids who was there to take the car. And the Lake County prosecutor used a rule that currently has thousands and thousands of people incarcerated all over the country. And it's a rule that has been done away with all over the world. The United States got this rule from the United Kingdom generations ago and the United Kingdom has done away with it. The rule basically says that if you are committing any kind of crime and someone is killed in the process of committing that crime, you can be charged with their murder. So these five children, many of who were related to the other child who was shot and killed, were then charged with his murder. Mind you, they didn't have a gun. They didn't fire a gun. And this is someone that they loved and would never cause physical harm to. Well, there are so many people in prison right now because they were charged with those types of murders. And thousands of you called and emailed from all over the country, and many of you actually even went to the Lake County Prosecutor's Office. And I am so incredibly proud to announce 
that they did indeed under pressure, not just from us, of course, but from local organizers and activists and the families of those children, they dropped the felony murder charges against them. And they should have. They never should have been charged with it in the first place. And the prosecutor in an open letter even said that the the evidence of the case did not support such a charge. But it never supported such a charge. And even just as an outsider, we knew that. But I want to first thank you and congratulate you for having yet another action step victory. We helped do that. And when we put pressure on public officials and leaders and corporations, when we do that, it makes a huge difference. Thousands of you have been calling the Orlando school system. You've been calling the, uh, uh, the school, the Nixon Charter School in Orlando that had two six-year-old children arrested. And it has not only helped to put an incredible amount of attention on the abomination that is arresting two six-year-old children, but it's also put a lot of pressure on that school and on the school system to announce how they'll do better by people and what will the new policies be to protect children from such a thing ever happening before. And so today, I want to spend just about 10 minutes, the next 10 minutes, talking to you about something that I will be asking you to do a few times a week. And I have grown to think that it is the most impactful action that we're taking together. All right, let me break it down. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. I don't know how many of you uh, that are listening have taken some of our action steps. But one of the things that I regularly ask you to do is I will give you the phone number of a public official or of a corporation or of an office of some kind. And I'll ask you to make a call in your own voice. I don't generally provide scripts. A lot of people who lead actions like this do provide scripts. And I have found that they're not as effective as the real experience of a real person, that's you and that's me, getting on the phone, thinking through the issue, and just speaking to someone off the top of our head or out of the frustration of our hearts. And that is a way more effective phone call than reading from a script. And what I have found is Offices know when someone's reading from a script, and yet it is really, really hard. I I speak and write for a living, and I speak to people under all types of pressure. I ha- I've had multiple really hard phone calls this week with the Orange County public school system. That's the Orlando, Florida school system. And, uh, I mean, the calls are not easy. There's no way to get around calling someone and telling them that a decision they've made or something they have done or something they're considering doing is wrong and that you want them to change their mind. And I I just first want to acknowledge it is hard. And so if you're getting nervous about making the call, 
Just know that literally when I get those numbers and call myself, I also get nervous. As much as I talk on this podcast and on the radio and on the microphone for a living, that's very different than saying, hi, I'm Sean King and I am a concerned citizen who is bothered about something your office is doing. Uh, Can I tell you what I'm bothered by and can you tell me who I need to speak to about it? And when you make that call, um, that person doesn't know you. And it's, it's even difficult for them because they know that somebody is calling their job, their place of employment, to basically file a complaint. So I want to talk to you about this issue, and I want to give you a couple of basic tips. And I want this episode to be a resource that we point people back to in perpetuity. So first and foremost, it is hard. I don't want you to think it's just hard for you. It's hard for me. And I've talked to dozens of volunteers who also said like, yo, that was not easy. They're not easy. But let me say it is much harder to throw away a person who's calling and is there ready to talk about it. It's much easier. I mean, it's much harder rather to throw that away than it is for somebody to just delete an email. Now, emails are also effective, particularly when you're emailing a government official, they and you're and you're emailing a government email address, they have to keep that email as public record. It it is a part now of their public office. Once you email, it really becomes a public record in that in that sense. Somebody could uh, uh, sue them for access to their emails, and our emails could be in there. But they could just not read it, not respond to it. They can ignore it. You can't ignore somebody who is talking to you on the other line. And I, I just want to encourage you to to tell you that we are doing this very effectively. I have heard feedback from many of our targets, again, including people from the Lake County Prosecutor's Office in this felony murder case, and including people from the Orange County Public School System there in Florida. They are very, very frustrated by our calls. And that's part of what we're trying to accomplish. Like, we want you to be so frustrated that so many of us are calling and we are informed. Listen, we're not, you can be angry, but don't let your anger get the best of you on these calls. Be warm, be persistent, be professional. It works against us. If you are rude, if you are vulgar or profane, I don't condone any of that. Don't do it. You don't do it in my name. Don't do it at all. Like, it's not that I don't want to cuss somebody out, (laughs) because sometimes I do. I'm telling you that it's not effective. There is a way for somebody to feel your frustration. And if you have, don't start off at, at on 10. Don't start off at so frustrated you can hardly contain yourself. Allow yourself to grow to that point. I had a phone call this week where I started off, I was firm and persistent and clear about my frustration, but I gave myself room to con- to crescendo into some frustration, to grow to grow in my frustration. If you start off at 10, you have nowhere to go from there. 
and they're just going to want to get off that call. And so when they notice that, okay, this is a real person who is genuinely, earnestly concerned, they will listen. And they will talk about it among, amongst themselves. They will pass on the information. So there are three things that I'm wanting you to do when you make these phone calls. First is something that you do before you make the call. Go over the facts. If you can, jot down a few important notes. Go over the facts and internalize them so that you can speak about it I don't mean as an expert, but that you can speak about it without reading it. So if it's uh, about the two six-year-old children who were arrested in Orlando, grab a name, grab a name of the principal, grab the name of the school, you know, speak about it with some level of specificity so that they understand you're a real person who knows the issue and is actually concerned about it. If you call a Lake County prosecutor's office, mention the case, mention the date of the case, mention some type of fact or figure or or some piece of evidence that confirms that you're not punking them, pranking them, that you're not just random, but you know it. And, And that's important. So the first thing is be prepared for a conversation and and prepare by listening to the action step episode that we have, but also, you know, you use Google, make a Google search, read a background story. I'm trying to empower you to help make change, to make this more than just a podcast. So the first thing, prepare before you make the call. And if you need to jot down some notes of your own, do it. The second thing is you do have to be not just informed, You have to be persistent. These places will always tell you we're not the place you need to be calling. That is often a complete fabrication. And I've experienced that over the past few weeks. If I give you the number, I mean you to call that place. Just know that, please. When they tell you this is not the office, if if you want to say, well, please give me the number of who I need to call, go ahead, get the number. But just know that I gave you that number. We called it ourselves first. We checked on it first. I gave you that number for a reason. They may say, well, this is not, I am not the person you need to speak with. Just ask them. Please tra- Please give me the name of the person that I need to be speaking with and transfer me to them, please. Or say, please give me that person's name and their phone number and I'll hang up and call right now. But don't just take them saying, this is not the right place for you to be calling because they just want to get off the call. Like they may be receiving hundreds of those calls. Your goal is to get to the point of having an impactful moment, an impactful conversation that, that, they, that stops them in their tracks. They hear it and think, ah, we have to do something about this. So be prepared, but when you're on your call, be persistent. And even when that person... It's ready to get off the phone. If, if you just want to make the most of it, say, you know, can I speak to your supervisor about this? Who else in your office can I speak to about this? And say, and say like, listen, thank you for speaking with me. It was helpful, but I would like to speak to your supervisor or someone else about this. 
And it is normally their office policy to transfer you to someone. And if they say, well, that person's not in, say, well, transfer me there and I'll leave a voicemail. Or give me a number where I can call back. I want you to be prepared, but I also want you to be very persistent so that we can be effective, but I also want it to be a good use of your time. I want you to know that when you hang up that phone, that you exercised every option and possibility to make a difference there. And the last thing is this, and I've talked about it a little bit on this episode, but I write it when I write the transcript. Do not be disrespectful. I am telling you that the medicine that you are delivering will go down easier for them if you are warm and understanding. Listen, be firm, be persistent, but treat these people with respect. Understand this. Listen to me. The person who normally answers the phone, their job is normally to answer the phone. They normally are not the person who made a decision on, say, a a legal case that we're fighting back on, a corporation's policy. Your hope is to get to that person. And about being persistent, many of you shocked the hell out of me and have told me you got to the actual person. Like you spoke to the district attorney. You spoke to you know, a, an executive in the Orange County public school system or inside of the school. And I tip my hat and, and applaud you for that. But when you get to them, even the, even if it's the person we want to speak with, it's going to be most effective if you treat them with a base level of respect. And let me say this, and I just have to say it for the record. We have all types of really good people, just like yourself, taking these action steps with us. But we have also learned that people who mean us harm, uh, call them trolls, white supremacists and others, are taking our action steps and being deliberately ugly. And what we want to be clear about is they are doing that to cause harm. And we want it to be clear to anybody who ever questions our motives that I am telling you right now, do not be disrespectful. Do not do not raise your voice. Do not curse or use harsh words or insults to these people, even if they're the people that we are frustrated with, because it's destructive. It, it causes people to put up walls and barriers. If our goal is to be effective, and let me be clear, that is our only goal. Our goal is to make change. Our goal is to change the world. And I'm telling you that being disrespectful, rude, harsh, mean is not just wrong in its own right. It is. It's ineffective. So listen, be prepared, be firm and persistent, but you have to be respectful. And when you take those three things into the call, when you hang up and you were prepared, persistent and respectful when you hang up, you'll know you did your best. And that's all I can ask for. But I want you to hear from me, and I'll close with this. It's working. The action steps are working, and our phone calls are working, and uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of you who are doing the hard work and making the phone calls. Uh, One last pro tip, and I will actually close on this. When I give you the numbers, save them on your phone. 
because you might not be able to get through to the person. I don't want you to have to keep going back to try to figure out the number. Save them in your phone. I don't just mean dial them in your phone. Save the name of that office as a contact in your phone because I might ask you to call back or you might have an idea to call back. So just save that number so that you can call more than once if you need to. But uh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us and I'm proud of what we're building. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Of course, thank you so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love, love, love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever it is, we want you to subscribe. Please share this podcast, share it with your friends and family, because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and we're not going to get there without you. As you may know, for a couple of months, our big goal was to have over 10,000 five-star reviews. We've already passed that, but if you haven't left a review yet, please do so now. Of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil, simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com.